The views and opinions expressed here on Wrestling Wind Down are those of the host and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of any other agency, organization, employer, or company. What's up, guys? It's Lo, and you are tuned in to Wrestling Wind Down, a female-founded and hosted podcast dedicated to professional wrestling and our favorite adult beverage. I recently had the chance to check out a new Japan Pro Wrestling show here in Las Vegas, and it was absolutely amazing. If you have not had the chance to attend a New Japan show, definitely check it out if they're in your area. While I was in attendance at the show, I came across this wrestler on the card who had a very unique nickname, Latino Meat. So of course, instinctively, I get on Twitter and I'm asking the timeline if they've heard of Latino Meat, who is this wrestler, and people were able to connect the dots, and here we are. On this episode, I am joined by Che Cabrera, also known as Latino Meat, and we are spilling the wine on all things pro wrestling, including Che's love of professional wrestling and how he got his start training at the Santino Bros Wrestling Academy. Che is also sharing some of his favorite moments that he's had so far in his career, including in his singles run, as well as his tag team, the Wolf Zaddies with Bad. Do Tito. And of course, we are talking about this Latino meat nickname. So grab your favorite glass of bubbly. We're going in for the three count. We are back with another episode of Wrestling Wind Down, and we are here with Latino meat Che Cabrera. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Let's dive right in. When did your love of professional wrestling begin? I want to say I was at least, I want to say I remember when I'd be watching the network and stuff like that, I I always be watching the old stuff like in mm-hmm. 92, 93. But the one that always comes to mind was like, I don't know if you remember, but like when Papa Shango did a curse on like Ultimate Warrior. I remember watching that. I don't remember what year that was. But I know it was like early 90s. So mm-hmm. I was like legit like four or five years old. And I'm pretty sure I was still watching like, you know, before that a little bit like that. But I want to say just growing up, like myself and my brother got introduced from uh, one of our older cousins. Because every time we would go to his house, he had like the Hasbro figures, the original Nintendo games and stuff. And I want to say he introduced us to it. And then I just, I took off with it. Who were some of your favorite wrestlers to watch then versus now? I grew up, I was a Shawn Michaels guy, you know, Shawn Michaels guy, you know, he's the reason why I'm a heartbreak kid myself now, you know. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, just kidding. But Shawn Michaels, Bret Hart, Owen Hart, you know, even um, the bigger guys like Psycho Sid, Vader, just so many to just pinpoint because I look back at it now. I didn't appreciate the wrestling techniques and all that growing up. You know, now right. I watch it. Now I'm watching it. I'm like, oh, he wasn't that good. You know what I mean? But something like attractive to me, obviously like Shawn Michaels, Bret Hart, Owen Hart, those were, you know, British Bulldog. They were great. But like one of my favorites also like uh, mid 90s was like Ahmed Johnson, you know Mm -hmm. what I mean? And like, why? I don't know, you know, but he was just so big, bad. I took a liking to him. And looking back now, it's just like, oh, he wasn't that good. But that intensity, I think looking at it now, like drew me, you know? Right. And then uh, like later 90s, you know, like early 2000s would be like, obviously like Eddie Guerrero, Jericho, Angle, technical wrestlers like Dean Malenko. I was always drawn to them and stuff like that. Later on, I don't, I don't know if I really had a favorite because I always look back at like, 
like when I'm just trying to study or whatever like that, yeah. I always go back to to them. Nothing more recent besides like obviously the ones who are like on top, raw yeah. and it's very hard for me to watch right now just because I can't get into the stories and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But as far as like, uh, when it comes to like the pay-per-views, that's when I'll sit down and like watch it. I'm like, oh, wow. You know, they put it all out there, you know, for the, especially because pay-per-views aren't like really monthly now anymore. Yeah. Which I think is a better idea because monthly is like, oh, cool. Like you kind of really got to be following. But thank God for social media, you know, it's just like it, it catches you air, up on yeah. everything. So I'm like, oh, okay, I know what's going on. Right now, it's it's very difficult to pick a favorite like now and days. Is there anyone on the independents that you enjoy watching? Ooh, independents. Oh, okay, yeah. Like out here in SoCal, I want to say BHK, which is one half of the Rockness Monsters, which is Kevin Martinson or aka Johnny Goodtime. Just wrestling him too, uh, he's just got like different ideas each time you know how people like let's say randy orton john cena you know they'll do their their usual comeback of like clothesline clothesline miss the blue thunder you can't see me you know and then randy orton does all that stuff like that yeah like this guy just has something different each time like usually if you're wrestling people often like you're like oh okay i know what you do but this guy is like, he has something new each time. It's not frustrating, but it's like, okay, you know. You got to learn him every time, yes, right? Every time. But um, Willie Mack, you know, I, he's a good friend of mine from, you know, starting out. I always love watching him just because, like, his size, his agility, the stuff he does. Let me see. There's so many people out there, like, on the indies. I think that's pretty much it right now, you know? Like, I can't think of anything because, like, they're my peers. I'm not really watching them sometimes, you know, unless I'm wrestling them. Right. Like, I'll, I'll look up their stuff real quick just to see, okay, just to put ideas together, mm -hmm. you know? But, like, a lot of people, like, get strong, like Christopher Daniels, you know, who's been going at it forever. He's still crisp. Rocky Romero, Jay White, Juice, a lot of those guys that are on top. When did you realize that you wanted to start wrestling as a career? Was there a defining moment for you, almost like your aha moment where you're like, I have to do this as a career? Yes, there was actually. At like 19 years old, I was never good in like school. Not that I wasn't good. I just didn't care. Yeah. You know, that's the fact. It's not, you know, people like grow up with the wrong people or like bad influences. It's just like, no, I had none of that. Unfortunately, I can't put that like, oh, I grew up in the wrong crowd. It was just me. Right. You know, like that. So after high school or whatever, I, I tried the whole community college thing. I was going to major in criminal justice, which was fun. Like the first two, you know, introductions to criminal justice. Then later on, like learning the laws or the court cases, it got boring to me. You know, I was like, yeah, eh, that's not what I want to do. It's a lot of reading. You know? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Like, let me go out there already. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so after that, I was like, I had nothing going for me. I thought of joining into the military. I was looking into the Air Force. I went to the recruitment office, all that. Thank God I didn't sign anything because some people just go in and like sign their lives away right away. Right. You know, so thank God. But then I have an uncle who was in the Marines his whole life. I was like, hey, I'm going to join. Like, can you, can I live with you for a little bit to like, to train me or whatever the case to get ready, right? So during that time, I was sloppy out of shape just you know enjoying life because I had nothing to really look good for I guess you know so every morning whatever wake up go run miles you know like not even ease into it it was like let's just go run and then I'd be starving myself all day like eating salads eating cereal not food food 
I literally lasted there for a week with my uncle who was in Marietta, which isn't that far. It's like an hour, hour and a half away from LA or whatever. Mm-hmm. Right then and there, I was like, this ain't for me. Like <laughs> I could, I could only imagine, I got homesick literally an hour away. I could only imagine if the military sends me out to like North Carolina or, or God knows where, right? you know, where like I would be miserable. So as I came back, to my regular life or whatever, I thought to myself, like, I need to somehow pursue wrestling. I don't know what to look up to look up, you know, in the internet or whatever like that. But I know if I start getting in shape, working out right, doing things right, I'll at least by the time something comes my way, that I find something, I'll be somewhat ready. Mm -hmm. So around, I was training for like, maybe a year and a half maybe close to two years where I befriended his name's Austin, but he he's Luchasaurus. Mm-hmm. Like he went to my gym. Like I knew, oh, okay. I, yeah, he went to my gym. I saw him wearing wrestling shirts. His tattoos were like kind of tributes to wrestlers of his favorites. And I knew right off the bat. So then we kind of befriended each other because we would wear wrestling shirts talking. And then he was starting to train literally a little bit after that. He told me where it was, all that. He invited me to a show. I wasn't able to make that first show, but then on Facebook, like he was getting tagged on pictures and then I saw pictures of who he wrestled. And then I looked up who the other guy was and it ended up being uh, chaos. Who's Uh like the head trainer from Santino bros. Mm -hmm. And I grew up watching chaos on XPW on those local LA channels or whatever the channels it was on. Right. He was one of my favorites too. You know, I didn't know that was independent wrestling. I didn't know any of the terms or whatever like that. I just knew there was wrestling on a local LA channel and uh, I was a fan of his. And then, so the second match he invited me to was again in New Hall. And then I got the flyers. And then that same year in June was when they were starting a whole new uh, beginners course, uh, June, 2011. And then I remember in April, I went straight to the dojo, put in my deposit and then started training in June. And then um, it was a big class, but the only people that ended up staying there was myself and uh, Haas, Haas Hog. So it was me and him literally wrestling every day, beating each other up forever. So, (laughs) and then in October, 2011 is when I had my first match. So literally three and a half months. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Which was fast, but because we were so consistent of like being there every day being familiar with each other. I mean, I look back at the match and like, yeah, it was horrible, but it's not like, hey, you know, can I have a match? It's like, here, you guys are going to have a match. I have no choice. Pretty much then and there, you know, I haven't looked back. With over 10 years under your belt, what are some of your favorite matches that you've had so far? Single matches, I've, I've one of my favorites always is, is to wrestle my trainer, Chaos. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just feel like we have this chemistry that can't be denied. Every time we're in there, it's just like, we just know each other so well where like we just click. You know, I wrestled Brian Kendrick early on and like those were one of my favorites as well mainly tag matches are a lot more of my favorites like recently when we wrestled doomfly at uh at rival pro i just like working them just because they're so tiny they're just fun to work with against rockness monsters at the last bar show before everything shut down you know and then also our debut at bar when we had um there was like six different tag teams of all over SoCal. But a lot of matches against PP Ray, singles matches against Ray. There's just been so many matches. Like 
I can't really, I don't have a favorite. I just feel like, you know, I might have a collection. Exactly. You're known in the wrestling community as Latino (laughs) meat, which is what originally caught my attention at the new Japan Mm -hmm. pro wrestling show in Las Vegas. How did you come up with this nickname? Was it you that came up with it? Was it someone else that came up with it? And when did you start using it in the ring? So it's funny because as I was walking down the, the ramp there, or the stairs or whatever, uh-huh. I did hear someone say, oh, Latino me, you know, and it ended up being you. It was you, <laughs> you know, now that I know. But um, it's funny because like Johnny Yuma, the BHK's partner from Rockness Monsters, mentioned something to me about Latino me. I don't know what it was exactly, you know, whatever the case, but I was like, oh, I'm a, I think I'm going to use that. You know what I mean? Eventually. Because during that time, I was doing the whole um, Cuban look with the whole Che Guevara look. You know, I had the beret, the cigar, the green jacket, Mm -hmm. which was a great look. Don't get me wrong. Great look. But it would have been better if I knew a little bit about Cuba or anything like that, you know, than all that (laughs) politics, because that ain't me at all. Great look. If I didn't have to say anything or whatever, I could run with it. But once I'm talking on the mic, I have no idea (laughs) anything about QA or whatever. So I want to say around, let me see, 2015 maybe is when I started using the Latino meat thing. Because at first when I did it, I I did the whole mullet thing too. And I was rocking that mullet. I had the highlights, everything. It looked cool when I was wrestling. But going out in public, you know, and like going to the gym because I'm not wetting my hair. Yeah. You know, it's it, it's embarrassing. It's you a know? look. It's, yeah. It's a look. I want to say 2015 people weren't rocking hair like that yet. Right. You know, now everyone has. And now if I want to get rid of this, which I don't, I could rock it and not be embarrassed because people are doing God knows what with their hair nowadays. What is the reaction from female fans versus the male fans when it comes to Latino meat? Oh, I want to say guys praise me for it more. <laughs> You know what I mean? Just because they get it. Yeah. You know, they get it. They Obviously, it's not Latino heat. It's Latino meat. You know? Right. Wh- how no one ever came up with that, like, before me kind of blows my mind because, you know, I'm running with it. And, like, I've been trying to, like, pick it up since, like, 2015. And, like, finally, it's, like, getting recognition. I mean, when it comes to females, the attention's not really there. You know, I'll, I'll move them, whatever. You know, I'll move these, give them choices which one they want. Yeah, you know, but I want to say it's the guys who get more of a kick out of it because I'm for both, whatever, whatever, whatever floats your boat, you know. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Let's talk about the Wolf Zaddies. So this is okay. a tag team that you're in consisting of yourself and Bad Dude Tito. When mm-hmm. did you all form this tag team? And what is the inspiration behind the team name? I've known Tito since I started training. He's been wrestling way before me. He started, I want to say like early 2000s when he was like literally a teenager. He took a break because he was a kid, you know, and then he came back like years later. But me and him always, always got along great, even though I was like the rookie and all that. We have so many similarities. We like a lot of the same stuff. Sports, you know, Seinfeld. We both collect action figures. There's just, and don't get me wrong, there's a lot of people who collect figures in like the wrestling, you know, world and stuff like that. But like, we just get along great. You know, right. we're just very similar in like every aspect. He was originally tagging with Rico early on in my career as the Banditos. And then years later or whatever, I was doing FSW early on by myself. Oh, I didn't even know that. Early on. And then like Tito had done a show in Vegas. He introduced himself to, uh, to Joe. Mm -hmm. Um, 
And then, because he was trying to get Rico out there and then we could all ride together, whatever. I'm still doing my thing, right? Right. But I guess Rico had work usually, so he really couldn't commit to the Vegas trips and I was always available. So he just, he told him that we tagged, which we did originally, like sometimes here and there. But yeah. every time there was there was a trio, I was always a third one for them. Like we always, we all mesh together. We're very similar, mm-hmm. you know, just three Latin dudes, three bigger Latin dudes. And then Joe, you know, started booking us. We started going out there. I don't know if we even had a name originally. <laughs> uh, but I know once we started going out there, Joe wanted a name. I think, he, I, I want to say this was his choice of calling us uh, Los Pistoleros or the Pistoleros, whatever. Why? I don't what know. What does that mean? Los Pistoleros is like... Uh, you seen Desperado with Antonio Banderas? No. <laughs> <laughs> okay, classic movie. Pistoleros like a like gunslingers. Oh, okay. But like okay. in Spanish, I don't know why. You know, <laughs> I don't know why. But then, like, we stopped going to those shows for mm-hmm. whatever reason. I think they just started picking up too much, where we just couldn't do that drive like every week and a half or every two weeks. You know? Yeah. So then we started tagging more out here in SoCal. And then one of the trips, we were going to San Diego, right, to tag. And I remember on the road, we it was me, myself, Tito, and uh, Royce Isaacs, who's part of West Coast Wrecking Crew. It's like, hey, man, like, we need to come up with a name. Just let's try to debut it today, you know, whatever, right? Well, during that whole time, like in our message threads or whatever the case was, I was calling everybody like, oh, hey, Zaddy, what's up, Zaddy? You know, whatever. Why? I don't know. It was just coming out. And then I was thinking like, I want to do something with Zaddy because if someone takes it and runs off with it, there goes, you know, my chance or whatever mm-hmm. like that. Because if, if you haven't noticed, I mean, everyone's calling themselves Daddy with something daddy this daddy that but it takes a very special individual or two to be called zaddy the whole zaddy thing was literally let's just call ourselves zaddies and then we were thinking like should we should we add something to it you know or whatever or like just the zaddies or whatever and then tito was like no let's uh let's think right and then during that time because like all types of people message us you know men women but like men would call us like wolves like wolfies you know Mm. or whatever like that because I want to say, if you're familiar with the term bear, it's like a bigger man, hairy man. Right. Right. Bigger man. Like people are into that. Guys are into that. Whatever. So wolf is like the same type of deal, but smaller and like not as hairy. I could be wrong, but I did look it up. I want to say on like Urban Dictionary. And I think that was the <laughs> whole, you know, they're leaner. Right. So we're like, let's just do a wolf daddy. And then right there, it's stuck. So when did that happen? What year? Do you remember? Oof, I want to say 2018, maybe. Because I know when was the pandemic? 2020, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I want to say late, maybe late 2017, early 2018. Because our last matches were in 2020 when we were already established as uh, mm-hmm. Wolf Saddies for sure when we did bar and all that. Let's move back over to singles action. You recently regained the SBW championship for a second time in your career. What mm-hmm. does this moment mean to you? And we see the championship right there. It's right here. It meant a lot to me, honestly, because prior to these shows in uh, 22 uh, I had just come back like a year before in 21 in October 2021 I know it was a little slow before that originally you know because the pandemic everything was slowly you know opening up or whatever but there were still shows going on 
And I want to say I was content with just, you know, there's being done, worrying, you know, about stuff. But in October 2021, a couple months prior to that, Tito had uh, told me that Yuma hit me up or hit us up for Raise the Bar, which was going to be a brand new promotion starting in October 21. And so I was like, you know what? Let's do it. I'll do it. I'll get ready for that. Prepping, you know, gym wise or whatever. Cause I had, I was working literally, I had gotten a new job at a supplement store in May Mm -hmm. thinking like I was ready to branch out. Like I'm going to find a new passion, whatever. Yeah. Put everything into it. But when I was working there, you know, nine to five, just, it just wasn't working for me. And it was just too, it was too much to manage because I'd come home tired, didn't care for the gym because I didn't need to hit the gym just because I wasn't wrestling. I didn't have any other priorities, you know, but when I left that job is when I started training again, gym wise to get ready for that show. And then that show happened. And then I was like, damn, like I missed it. Every time you come back, it's like, wow, like you miss it. And then November happened. Loved it again. And then the holidays obviously slowed down a little bit. And then January just picked up again. And then, so long story short, legit from literally thinking about not coming back, just being content with being at home to, you know, winning this back, you know, after like seven years or whatever the case was thinking, honestly, this was never on my mind. It was literally, I'm having great times wrestling again, putting out, you know, some of my best work that I, you know, in forever, possibly this is my best work right now. I probably look my best than I ever have. That's why it means a lot to me because I was literally just going through my stuff, you know, mentally to come back and, you know, win this. But unfortunately, the only reason why I got a shot at this was because Slice Boogie ruptured his uh, tendon or Achilles or something like that. Mm -hmm. So I want to say if it wasn't for that happening, I would still be talking to you. Right. But you wouldn't wouldn't have this. I wouldn't have this. So, I mean, things happen for a reason. Unfortunately, he got hurt, but I know 100% he's going to come back stronger than ever. Fortunately, that happened for him, but this happened for me. So along with regaining this championship, your first title defense was a human death match. (laughs) And it was your first death match. How do you prepare for participating or competing in a death match? Well, I know from like the first day of training and then, you know, down the line, I had always wanted to do a death match. I don't know if it's in everyone's bucket list, but it wasn't mine because of like where I come from school wise, you know, yeah. chaos or like Supreme or like Angel, you know, they would do death matches, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, it was always intriguing to me. But again, I wouldn't do one just to do one. Like it would kind of have to have like, some sort of story to it and for sure like the opponent you know does it mean something with Ray I came up with Ray to help bring me up a little bit or a lot so for sure because I trust him always in a regular match for sure I'm gonna trust him 100% in a death match Mm -hmm. so I think like everything just was put into place perfectly you know and I did it how did I prepare for it I mean, I wasn't thinking much about it, you know, leading up to the week, you know, I was just making sure like, oh, what am I going to wear? You know what I mean? Like that, like, okay, I'm going to wear my white boots, my white knee pads, a white shirt, my jorts, just because if I was going to bleed, I wanted it. Or if his blood, you know, was going to be all over me. You you want it to show. You don't want to wear black jeans, black shorts, black boots. It's like, okay, whatever. 
But how did I prepare? I mean, honestly, I was just going about it normally, like, you know, just nothing out of the ordinary during the week. I remember the day of, though, I left a little later because I had thought the show was like at 730, right? And uh, so I caught traffic, whatever. And it's funny because, like, I want to say that week, the new Taylor Swift album had just come out. So I was like, hey, I'm stuck in traffic. Might as well give it a listen on my way. You know, (laughs) people I'm sure usually trying to get some music to pump themselves up. But Taylor Swift was on my way, was on my playlist on that way. And it was all gloomy and fresh, cold. So it just felt like one of those days. And then when I finally, when that bell finally rang, you know, it was just, you can't shake now now you're in there already so whatever's there is there do you have any hesitation with the fans bringing the weapons because those were some crazy weapons a little guitar there was some crazy, I'm like yes. where do you guys get this stuff from they some people created them i saw something with like it was a little bat and it had like knives on them uh-huh and i was like yeah i'm not gonna use that you know <laughs> i'm pretty sure like ray wouldn't have wanted me to use that on him and, yeah. I, and vice versa so it's like if no one uses it cool yeah, for sure. I'm not going to be like, oh, I'm going to use this. Do you see yourself doing another death match? I do. Oh, I my do. goodness. <laughs> when? <laughs> I don't know. Would I? Yes. Again, if it made sense, all yeah. that stuff, put it all together story-wise and so on. Looking into the future, what else would you like to accomplish next in your career? Okay, next for sure. Just because I'm kind of doing more of the New Japan Strong shows, and that's exactly how Tito started, you know, doing those shows for them. And then he got called to go do Japan. And like, I want to say starting in the business or whatever, all I ever wanted to do was like WWE, 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 because that's all there was. Right. You know, that's all there was. Now, people who start training nowadays, it's like they have so many options, you know, mm-hmm. like, oh, oh, AEW, I want to go to AEW, you know, or whatever, because that's their that's their cup of tea. I want to say I'm at that age where maybe WWE is uh, it's not out of the question, but it's more of a long shot, I would say. But I would say for sure, like I, I want to dip my toes out in Japan, just like Tito did. And I feel that's more realistic just because I'm my foot's already in that door. Right. You know, my foot's already in that door where it's like, it's not crazy, you know, to think. So I really feel like future-wise next year, 2023, I not only do I want to go to Japan, but I feel like I am going to go to Japan. You have to manifest it. Exactly. <laughs> Are there any upcoming shows or events that you can share with the listeners? In December 18th, I have New Tradition Lucha Libre Wrestling, which is in Palmdale. And 30th, which would be my last show for the year, I also have MPW and Chats with again. January 14th, I'll be back at BWE in Stanton, California. And then January 27th, it's the debut show for Winter Circle Pro Wrestling. And then the 28th, which we are the tag champs, myself and Tito, is at Rival Pro Wrestling. Thank you so much, Che, for joining us on Wrestling Wind Down. Where can the people follow you on social media? On social media, on Twitter and Instagram. On Instagram, it is Che Cabrera underscore. Also on Twitter, Che Cabrera underscore. 
Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Wrestling Wind Down. You can find all of our other episodes available wherever you listen to your podcasts, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, and iHeartRadio. We are on Twitter and Instagram at WWDCAST. We also have our official merch store, which you can find at shop.wrestlingwindownlv.com. Let us know what you thought about this episode. What was your favorite part? Until next time, enjoy your wine and of course enjoy your wrestling cheers